Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. If it's all right with you, we'll jump right in? Yeah, that'd be great. Perfect. So I wanted to start off by asking you for your thoughts on whether you think technology has made our relationship with others better or worse overall. You know, it's a, it's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, the technology in my world is actually helping relationships, but it also really hinders it as well. Uh, what I'm finding is a lot of people are using that as a scapegoat instead of having face-to-face conversations. In, in my world, uh, it's about relationship building, and relationship building only happens when you can really connect with people. And when you can start talking face-to-face, having coffee, building relationships, it makes a big difference. Now, technology, on the other hand, helps set up that meeting, helps set up the follow-ups and the conversations around that. I hope that kind of uh, answers what, what I, how I use technology in uh, building relationships. Yeah, I, I kind of figured your answer would be a bit of both. Uh, <laughs> I'm wondering, is it is it possible for for you to say on a net if you think it's been a net positive or net negative or or would you say it's it's kind of right in the middle you know it it, it really depends on the age group as well so you, you look at the millennials right they're very much into technology and that's kind of how they do their conversations you pick up the phone you call them they're not willing to have the conversation they just want a, a quick text and that's how they build relationships nothing wrong with that that's the way that demographic works. My demographic is a little bit older than that, and I'm all about that. So it all depends on the age group that you're working with. Um, overall, technology does help. So it's definitely a, uh, a net effect of, 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 a, of a plus to have technology in our, in our world, um, but it has to have face-to-face conversations as well. I know you don't want that answer, but <laughs> I'm still going to go that way. So I, I, when I was doing some research into the topic, I, I saw some studies suggesting that uh, the average person has less close friends uh, than they had in the past. So assuming assuming those studies are reliable, uh, curious, I'm wondering if that's due to technology, if you think there's other factors at play. You know, uh, it's, it really is interesting. I mean, I, I'm a... I'm a I use technology quite a bit, I and mean, that's kind of my background in, in the in the days. But as far as uh, social media goes, you know, it's interesting. I've got my Facebook account set up, and I see what my friends are all up to, and I see where they're at, where they're traveling, what, what's happening in their lives, and I feel connected to them. So when you're when you go see, when you run into them in person, that connection's already there, but there's no conversations happening anymore. So I have a feeling because you think you know them well enough, you don't need to have further conversations. And in, and in turn, those that close relationship doesn't really happen. And in my world, I still have a good inner circle of friends that I connect with on a personal level. And that's there. Does it is it growing? It grows a, a bit, but it doesn't grow as fast as it used to when I was younger, for sure. So do you, do you think that technology is is one of the main factors in and and why we might have less close relationships than in the past is it is it causing this trade off where we now have more relationships with others but maybe they're less deep on average 
Yes, I totally agree with that. Uh, I look at uh, I look at my kids, uh, you know, 19 and 24. Uh, they have a lot of social friends. They have a lot of connections. Yeah. Uh, um, but they're also not. They, they don't. They only have a handful of friends that they go out with. Whereas in my age group, we have a lot of friends that we see and socialize with. So definitely the, the hindrance of technology is bringing that social circle into a technology world and communicating over cell phones and messengers and that kind of stuff. Right. And uh, this, this is probably going to be a tough question to answer, but uh, it's, it seems that we've, we've sort of gravitated as if we look throughout history, as we've moved towards uh, urban, urban lifestyles and bigger cities, we've, we've gravitated more towards um, isolation and, and living alone as opposed to uh, in, in families in larger groups but a lot of the evidence shows that connection is is key to happiness so I'm I'm wondering if what your thoughts are on like how technology has influenced this and, and why are we gravitating towards more isolation if it's not good for us well you know if I start thinking about uh, the elderly right um, the elderly are uh, are starting to become lonely as they get older. They're in their homes and they're not moving around. But technology is actually helping them stay close to their family and friends now. They're using FaceTime. They're using Facebook to stay connected to to their families and friends. So in that instance, it actually is helping that social circle for that for that age group. For the younger age group. They're using that as a dependency to stay connected and feel wanted, feel, you know, the, the, the endorphins get kicked in when they get the extra like. And they feel that they're, they're liked at that point. And the social circle for them is changing as well. So it, it, it's, again, I go back to the demographics that are using this uh, technology for themselves. Right. So in, in your work, you, you talked about how technology can be beneficial and there's, uh, there's pros and cons uh how how do you uh, think about technology how do you recommend it in 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 your workshops at dante group and yeah well we we use technology all the time because i do all of my connections and relationships building over technology this is a great example adam you and i are talking over technology it yeah. works yeah. Uh, you know the work that i do i do work internationally and for me to get on a plane to go see a client in the states it takes time to do that most of my client meetings are over Zoom meetings, and then we go and actually meet with them in person and do the work that we do in person as well. So technology is a definitely it's, it's helping us grow our business. Um, the way we use it is for marketing purposes. We we share all of our um, blogs online yeah. so that we, we can impact more people. Uh, we're about impacting, helping others, and the more we can do it, the easier it is by using technology as a as a as a tool for ourselves. But it's not also we don't use it as a as a crutch where we, we shy away from relationship building in person. Uh, we highly recommend that we meet with our clients face to face all always. Right. How how do you think about uh, which types of meetings to have? Like you said, fly out to meet with the person in person versus chatting with them over the phone. Uh, like, what are the different factors that play for you personally? Well, I, you know, it's funny, most of my clients I meet and most of my relationships I build, I build face to face. Um, it's either a networking event or I've been referred to, 
to them by somebody. And it's usually a face-to-face meeting. If it's local or if I'm traveling, I'll, I'll, have, I'll go to different networking events. So if I was to give a percentage, I'd say 80% of my connections I've built are personal relationships meant face-to-face. And then it's a technology that helps foster that relationship moving forward. Information to them, we build relationships based on them. Then we'll do Zoom meetings and then we'll do face-to-face. If it's a client engagement, we'll fly, it, fly out and meet the client face-to-face. Makes sense. So yeah, I guess it, it can work both ways. Uh, uh, the relationship might start uh, with a phone call or over technology and then you, you deepen it in person or vice versa. Like you said, you use technology to, to keep the relationship going if you, if you can't be in the same place. Exactly. And you know, what I, one of the things I really do find is that people hide behind their phone and they don't do video calls as well because it's, it's more comfortable. Um, uh, salespeople will do that as well. They'll send an email as opposed to calling somebody up and having a conversation. Uh, so there's a bit of a barrier being built with technology as well. Uh, the old days of sale of selling was let's just go see somebody. I'm in the I'm in the area. I'm going to stop by and say hi. But now you can't even get through the front door because technology is stopping people from getting from to the front door. Right. What What about uh, how technology uh, creates an expectation to sort of be always on, always available? Uh, this came up in a, in a different podcast conversation I had, and there's obviously pros and cons with that, but what, what's your personal philosophy on that? Do you, do you try to find times where you disconnect entirely? How do you, how do you manage relationships in terms of, uh, being available? Um, I'm always on, that's just the, that's just the person that I am. Uh, but I do have my digital detox days and hours that I set aside, um, it is important to shut down. Uh, when I'm doing my workouts, I don't have my phone turned on. I get up at 5 a.m. every morning and I do my morning ritual till 7, and I'm not looking at my phone at that point. Uh, I don't want to get consumed in, into what I have to do as opposed to looking at what I need to do for myself first. Uh, but I'm, I'm always connected because my, uh, you know, what I do for a living is to help people and, and get them through what their what challenges they have. So I have to be, I have to be connected. But they also, people also understand I don't need to be connected 100% of the time and respond right away. I've set that expectation to my clients that, you know, I'm here for you, but I also will not respond at a whim. If I can't, I won't. I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Right. Weekends are non-business days most of the times. Got it. What, what about uh, the impact technology has had on our attention spans how do you how do you view, view that affecting relationships? So uh, your question again is how has technology affected our attention span? Yeah, and and in turn inf- uh, affected relationships. Well, uh, you know, I'm not an expert in attention span, but I, I understand where a lot of people are getting diagnosed with ADD and uh, that kind of stuff. And I don't know if technology has a real play in it, uh, but I also know that. Uh, technology helps with people that can't pay attention because you can record calls. You can have conversations like that as well. Um, you know, right now I'm making notes, writing down, but I could also record this call and, and use it as a, as a backup to follow up later on so I can pay attention. It, it all depends on the person as well. I don't know if technology is helping or hindering that. Um, it's just a personal trait at that point, if I'm not, you know, as far as I can tell. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, through... Through your work 
and experience. What, what, I guess, surprising learnings have you found? Um, yeah, related, related to this topic. Um, you know, the elderly community is, is, is a big one that we work with. Uh, we're uh, trying to get them connected, uh, staying, staying in touch with people. My background is technology. I had an IT company for 25 years, so my job was to connect the world, you know, connect our clients to everybody else. So it's, it is important that we were able to do that. Uh, but it's also uh, using the right technology tools for the right job that you need to do. Not just saying, you know, we need to do this. So, for example, I used to have clients call me up and say, can you come and install a, a CRM tool for us? You know, a client relationship management marketing tool. And I'd go in there and have a look. It really wasn't a CRM they needed. They needed a system process. And learning how to do a sales funnel and then talk about the tool. A tool isn't going to help you grow your business. It's a systems and process and the tool along with it as well. Right. In terms of maybe tips or tricks that you found most effective for yourself or, or maybe recommend through your work in terms of making sure that technology is more helpful than not, uh, you, you spoke to some aspects of it in terms of disconnecting maybe when, when you're at the gym uh, and setting expectations with your clients in terms of how long it's going to take for your, you to respond. Are there, are there any tips and tricks that you'd recommend, uh, recommend or that you found most helpful? Yeah, you know, the, the, the big, biggest one is uh, email etiquette. Now, people can read emotions on email. Yeah, They don't know how you're doing it. So putting caps lock on everything, that means you're yelling at people. But, you know, the, the biggest one that I, I – I, my, my biggest tip is using the two the CC and the BCC fields very appropriately. So my rule is – if I'm sending somebody a message and it's a group of people, if you're in the to field, <coughs> excuse me, but and in the body of the message, I will put exactly who needs to do what in that message if you're in the to field. If you're in the CC field, I don't expect anything back from you. It's just for your information. If it's in the BCC, BCC field, I'm just covering my butt. That's all I'm doing. Right. So and in the subject line, I always ask people to if it's a response required, write response required by tomorrow morning and then a, a quick subject about it, because a lot of people just send emails and they're all in the to field and the body of the message doesn't really relate to the specific person. And that creates confusion and either people ignore that email or they'll or everybody doesn't respond to it. Now you've got 30 emails going back and forth. Right. Second one is about scheduling appointments. You know, I love the one where you you know you send an email to X Y Z and say I'd love to meet up for lunch. You know, let's go meet for lunch for next week, and that's all they say. Now you respond. The other person responds back and says, Yeah, next week works really good. How about Monday or Tuesday? And then I go back and say, uh, Yeah, Monday works really well. And then he comes back. What about Monday at two o'clock? No, I can't do Monday at two o'clock. How about Monday at three o'clock? Now, now you spend five emails trying to get an email uh, a system happening. So use tools like Calendly, for example, that share your calendar and you can make bookings of meetings really easy. Or if you don't have any tool like that, respond by saying, I'd love to meet for lunch for you. Here's my three available times. Do any of these work for you? And that really cuts down the communication back and forth. Yeah, I totally agree. Calendly is great. And I, I really 
liked what you said about email etiquette. And uh, I find it interesting because uh, I find sometimes different generations or just different people, uh, like you mentioned cap capitals, for instance, but uh, little things like dot, 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 I know in, in younger generations might come across as passive aggressive versus um, different generations might not view it that way at all. And mm -hmm. I guess that kind of speaks to how technology can can sometimes misconstrue the message and and you're not able to pick up on the facial expressions and the true emotions of the person the way you are in person. That's right. Um, highly recommend getting on the phone and talking to people. Yeah. If, it's, if it's going to require more than two emails to go back and forth, get on the phone. Yeah. And then even next, next best is uh, video call. And then I guess the best is in person, right? That's right. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, any, any other topics uh, you kind of wanted to touch on or maybe you expected to kind of touch on in this conversation? Um, not really, but one of the biggest things that I, I, I do find is people hide behind technology. And uh, whether they're in sales or uh, in leadership roles, they use technology as a communication tool to not really uh, talk about how they feel in person. So why do you think that is? If it's, it sounds as though it's, it's not an effective, like the way you're describing it, it's not an effective way to no, communicate. No, I don't think so. No, I, don't, I, I feel that if you're going to hide uh, behind technology to actually have a face-to-face, -face, real hard, difficult conversation, then there's a, limiting, there's a limiting belief in the way that's causing you to have that conversation. And that's going to show up in every aspect of your life. So let's deal with those limiting beliefs and whatever the blind spots that you have and not just hide behind technology to get your word out and then move on. Uh, resolve the issues at hand. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, those those were all the, the questions I really had for you. I appreciated your very concise answers. Um, any Anything you'd, you'd want to say in closing around um, the, the, going back to the original question of, um, if technology has made our relationship with others better or worse, anything you'd want to close off on? You know, I, yeah, I'll, so technology is something that we have to embrace. It's, it's going to be here. We have to learn how to use it properly and use proper etiquette when we're using it. Uh, let's not depend on it for communication tools. Uh, we still have a voice. Let's hear our voices. Let's get in front of people and have that relationship still built in. Uh, you know, when you're when you're sitting at a dinner table and there's technology around the table and people are just looking at that, it it doesn't make for a proper family dinner with people. I, I always notice a couple on the phone and not having true conversations. Yeah. And all those things are the negative part of it. But to get there, to have that date set up, you probably use technology to get there and make the reservation to get to that restaurant and, and call your Uber, or not, not Uber here yet, but call your taxi or whatever it was. So technology works for us for specific purposes. Let's not use it to build and enhance the relationship. Let's use it to be an extra part of the relationship as opposed to being the relationship. Well said. Well, thanks again, Lucky. Really appreciate the time. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? 
If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.